Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball for a final preview um, before the season starts in about a week's time. Um, and well, first of all, uh, we should react to one of the biggest stories of the off-season, um, uh, which is Yanis's extension that he signed. What a couple of days ago was it? That news broke. Yeah, yeah, about that. Um, and that is the biggest contract in NBA history. Is five years, two hundred and twenty million, something along those lines. Anyway, and it's basically yeah, that is um, it's not actually such a big story for this season, um, but for the years after sort of changes the uh, whole landscape of the league, doesn't it? With, you know, it looked like teams were maybe looking to be in a position where they could offer him, uh, offer to sign him in free agency in like two years' time, was it? Or was it after the No, season? end of this season, he was a free agent. It would only have been a year. Um, yeah, and now obviously that's not going to happen. So it might, it, I, I don't know, I guess it could lead to them um, changing their approach i think that's the best the landscape changing the landscape is the best way to put it because this season would have been i mean it would have just been like a daily thing how does this result how does Giannis doing this or chris middleton doing this or drew holiday doing this or jimmy butler or luka Doncic, or everything would have been does this mean Giannis is going to get traded or resign or go elsewhere i mean he had the deadline for this contract but it was just not going to stop and I don't think that stuff will necessarily go away forever, but it's gone away for a little bit. They now can't trade him for a while, at least. And he knows that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think we'll come on to them in a minute. But like, there were the three main teams, Toronto, Dallas and Miami, were so clearly lining up every decision they made for at least a year already and planning so that they could try and get him. And him saying that's not happening is huge because well as much as anything Miami just got to the NBA finals and Dallas have one of the top five players in the league yeah. um and the so Lakers were champions just over yeah, a year ago exactly ago. and obviously for Milwaukee I mean I think it's a win for the NBA this I think it really is Giannis is a, an amazing story of how they basically were stateless when he was growing up um and the agent Wojnarowski has done a podcast series around the draft on like his basketball upbringing and just like what he came from and his family came from and a guy like that then being the highest paid player in NBA history is pretty cool for a start and I think small markets small markets keeping their their superstar even if it's not yeah. necessarily to the end of that contract that's a that's a good thing for the league because him just going to Miami because it's Miami um would not have been that cool really or wherever he ended up and yeah, the Bucks teams like the Bucks don't get players like Giannis Antetokounmpo very often. I th I think Brian Windhorst keeps saying on his podcast is basically like since Kareem left, this is the biggest thing that's happened to the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Also, have the thing that I think that if he can be successful in Milwaukee, it is well, it's just more impressive, I think, than if he goes somewhere. I mean, oh yeah, it means it's more. Basically, it's... the team. It's a team, as I've said in previous podcasts, that's just built around him. 
the whole thing is about his his game and his style of play and just bringing in players that complement that like that's pretty much all that they've been thinking about for the last couple of years at least or probably have been beyond that um so i feel like yeah he's, he's absolutely the the guy isn't he a long way above anyone else probably more than more so than any other team maybe where he is just the one guy above maybe james harden in houston particularly after Westbrook's, uh, westbrook's left but um you know he is just yeah it's all on him basically whether the team succeeds or not and, and then if he does what it does for his legacy and like is the comparisons with dirk are everywhere and that's understandable because obviously that one title the Dirk one is worth it just is it's just the Lakers winning yet another one or the Celtics winning another one isn't the same as when a franchise like Dallas or like Milwaukee does it with their own homegrown player who they've bought into and built their team around yeah exactly and also I just sort of like the way they've they've built their team like previous years and the moves they've made, I think they basically they deserve to keep Yanis for the way they they're like well run. I feel like at the moment they've been doing stuff well, and if they were to use, lose Yanis, it would basically just because of like oh, it's just because they're a small market. There's no other reason, really. I like don't they're good. They they've been one of the best teams in the NBA for the last couple of years, and they're just making good moves to make give them a better chance of winning so yeah I, I don't love everything they've done i mean the drew holiday trade is exactly the same as the paul george thing is in isolation that's a ridiculous price for that player but it it turns out that may well have been you traded for drew holiday and you got the reigning back-to-back mvp for another five years and then it's like well there is no there isn't a price that's too high to get Giannis to come both for five more seasons um the other moves I don't like, I don't love massively. Like I still think letting Brogdon go wasn't great, but they have tried to make the team better now. Yeah, they, they've and the Brogdon thing was being a little bit cheap, but then they've then just I, they're going to have to I try think the and extend it. They basically gave the money to Eric Bledsoe instead. Yeah, so they cocked up, but and it it, it made them worse in the short term, but then they used Bledsoe. So like. The team now is is good, and the Drew Holiday thing is basically as all in as you can go, um, and it worked. And we will see. I think they will change coach, maybe even during this season. If they, what uh, if they're not? Because now the expectations are. I can't it, see a reason well, they would, why they won't be, like top of the East again. To be honest, because they're. Well, yeah, not in the season then, but at the end yeah. of the year, they, they've got to make the finals, I think. I think if they don't make the finals and they fall again with Yanis playing less than 40 minutes and they don't change, which Budenholzer just hasn't as a coach that his career. He's not changed enough. Um, but broadly, it's just it's brilliant for Milwaukee. I think it's great for the NBA. Um, and just to have the talent spread around, that is good, having talent in different places. Yeah. Um, the NBA has is in a really good spot at the moment, to be honest. When we're always talking about like um, the versatility, like well, the depth in both conferences is that is just from you don't have like big threes anywhere. No, or the, whereas a couple of years ago it was basically like you have to have a big a big three to be a contender. 
Because you've got to try and beat the Warriors. Even teams that were good, it's like, yeah, they, they've not got a chance without three superstars. But now it's, you know, I mean, you've got some teams that are duos, basically, and then a lot of teams where it's like one guy, really, that is like way better than everyone else that is the centre of the team, and they can still be very good, and they could win the title. And it makes it so good. Yeah. It makes it so good. I mean, we're going over a bit of ground from the previous podcast, but like, as I've I said before, I think the Lakers are the best team and maybe by quite a distance. Um, but then after that, it's just all of these other teams. You think the top six in the East are so strong, so, so strong. They've all got like really top tier talent. And the one team that you'd say maybe they don't have like a really, really top end player is the Raptors who just constantly win more games than everyone expects and got to the seventh game in the second round against the Celtics. And they've got players who are getting better. I think I have one of those I want to talk about later as well. Um, And then in the West, yeah, there's going over stuff a little bit, but it's just the depth of the league, it helps it so much. And if you put Yanis, as fun as it would have been, putting him next to Butler and Bam or put him next to Doncic and Porzingis or something, it does start to mess with that. Um, and then, as you said, is the way that teams are built yeah. changes again. Is Although to beat with, that, you have to that, build... I don't know whether either of those teams would still would be title favourites, I guess. But I, it just makes one of the teams weaker. And it takes... Yeah, so. If you put him on Dallas and you've got a healthy Porzingis, it feels to me that like the West is... I mean, obviously the Clippers are still going to be close, but the West is like, well... Is Dallas and the Lakers. Yeah. Anyway, that's not going to happen. I, I think that would have been that would have been the one. Doncic, Porzingis, and Yanis. That would have been unbelievable. On a slight side note, the Miami. There was loads of noise about it because it's Miami, as Pat Riley and all this stuff. How does Bam, Jimmy Butler, and Yanis even work? I mean, maybe the other team just yeah. don't score any points. But what you go play three guys who don't shoot threes? Yeah. I know, yeah, that doesn't work. That's part of what I was talking about, really. Because Yanis, as good as he is, I mean, it's part of what makes him so good. He's got a very, very specific skill set. I feel like if he, if you are to put him with another star anyway, like a proper superstar, you need needs to be the right player. He's not the sort I... of player that you could just... I, like, I feel like, you know, like, like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, I feel like you could put him with any other star in the league and it works. Or like Paul yeah. George, like those guys. Or Clay, Clay Thompson. These yeah. guys who can shoot and can play off ball and all of that stuff. I mean, I think Doncic and Yanis would have been... Yeah, Yanis could cover for them defensively and you just run pick and roll and it's like, it's over. Yeah. But, um, yeah, should we... Which of those? Where do you think those teams go from here? Because I th- I find the Raptors quite interesting, if I'm honest, um, because they've got Lowry's expiring deal, and like I said, they don't have that real top talent at the moment. And the idea right. was you get someone like Giannis to go there, and they obviously still could. Maybe they're waiting around to trade for the next star that says they want to leave. Um, but they they but they've got assets though. Well, they've got picks and they've got young talent or youngish talent. Um, But they're just in an interesting spot because Giannis going there would have been kind of cool. Again, slightly smaller market, 
Toronto getting yeah. a boost off the title, all this stuff. Um, and I don't really know what their next move is. They they risk being, I I'm quite high on them in the regular season, but they risk just being this team that like yeah, is a I bit think, stuck in the middle. I think they are going to be just like a playoff team that doesn't that is not that exciting. Is not going to be anywhere near competing for the title for a few years. It seems like. Um, I because I, I yeah like you said I don't really know where they add how they possibly add talent like top top level talent. Well, they've so, been they're just well run and they've got good players without anyone being spectacular and they just yeah they're just a good basketball team that's going to be quite good. And they um yeah yeah I, I agree with you I think they're basically going to keep being quite good. But I, I guess the thing is with that, which I get maybe what their what their hope would have been with Yanis thing as well, is it's like um, when if there is a big free agent, you know, some point in the next couple of years. I mean, I don't know exactly what the uh, the who's due to be free agent and stuff for the next two years, but you know, whenever there is someone, they can sort of use that. You know, the the fact that they've like they'd like a good team already. You're already a good team. You can. You're more likely to be able to attract someone. A good team is well run. Um, you know, maybe that's sort of the, the thing with that, rather than the idea of tanking, and then you don't know when you're going to actually turn it. Be around. half. When you're ever like, going to be halfway good. Like, like, well, like the Phoenix Suns, who have yeah. just have been it's hard. Like for last for a few years, where it's like they should start being okay now, but. I mean, they will be now, I think. But but it's yeah. hard being good. I think competency in the NBA is is underrated yeah. because because being and I, while I did just sign of downplay them being a sort of six seven seed uh, for a few years, but like it is tough if your team loses all the time. I, I'm not like completely against tanking as an approach, but we did we ended up speaking about it at length a couple of weeks ago with teams like the Hawks and we're going like, yeah, their ceiling is like the Raptors floor or something at the moment, probably. And like the Hawks are going not quite all in, but they've spent a lot of money and committed to veterans to try and get to where the Raptors are now. So the Raptors being, being fine is worth something. I just find how they, how they approach the next sort of year or so. Like OG Ananobi's got an extension coming up. They've just paid Van Vliet. Siakam's paid. And then they've got Lowry's contract expiring. Um, everything was sort of geared a bit towards Yanis. And it's just going to be interesting to see where they go. They might be fine, just being like, we will be good. We might make the conference finals. Who knows? And then, yeah, yeah, we'll come on to that. So we'll, we'll do some... wants to, if Kawhi Leonard wants to leave again, we'll, we'll go for it. For, yeah. For trade and win a championship and then go back to being just good again. But that's quite a cool place to be yeah. as an NBA fan because you've always got the possibility that like you have an amazing series and then someone gets injured and then you're in the finals and then who knows like there's always at least hope with a team like that and they've done a great job at just picking players up. Um, Dallas are in an interesting spot because they have loads of cap space, a Yanis size hole in their cap sheet yeah, at the moment. Was it- was it uh, was it Hardaway? Who's a free agent to be? And Josh Richardson now. Yeah, like at the end of this season, that that's freed up. Yeah, like so 
they've got a lot of space and you think like actually the free agents have started to disappear off the board paul george signed that contract Kawhi, you can't really i can't really see him walking away um and obviously Giannis is now gone oladipo has got to prove himself big time that he could actually be a good player i think like the Kawhi thing though before you could go too quickly over that i mean he's got an opt-out end of this year hasn't he yeah and yeah i mean i don't know if if he so he's load managing all year comes back for playoffs and they are they underperform again which i feel like i mean i don't know if it'd even be underperforming at that point they go out in like could go out in like the second round or something i don't see that being that impossible it's like i don't know i don't know will he stay around i uh, but his, his whole career has been about getting to live in california though and he's now in california i i'm not convinced and then he goes to be like in Doncic's shadow almost i don't know i can't I see it so. but um i one thing i forgot to say a second ago actually is the NBA Twitter world, I've seen a few people float the idea of the Raptors now as a destination for Harden. As a car, like, well, why not? What if they did, like, yeah. Siakam, salary filler? And it's like, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's the thing, is these teams are suddenly, I mean, it's not going to happen at Dallas, is it? They, there's only one ball on the court. I don't know how Doncic and Harden's going to work. But, like, Obviously, Miami, everyone's talking about. I don't think they've got the stuff to do it unless Houston are just ridiculously high on Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um, but I, Toronto, an interesting option for that is that they, they just go all in for, some, for Harden and that's where they get their star. Yeah, I yeah, I, I mean, I, know, I guess Siaka maybe is the sort of talent that they'd, they would take. Depends, really. How highly they view him? Is he is he franchise cornerstone? That's that's the phrase yeah. that's that's banded well, that's around. That's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? You're not getting a franchise cornerstone player. Whereas why the only way anyone. that they get that is Ben Simmons, and then the reports recently have been they want Ben Simmons and picks, and the Sixers aren't even offering Ben Simmons when they have spoken. So I mean, yeah, you're Ben Simmons and yeah. picks. That's we could do a whole podcast for that, but I think that is that would be silly to do that. Um, yeah, and that is, um, I mean, yeah, that basically is not happening, is it yet? People don't trade. It's very, very rare that you see a top like twenty player traded for another yeah. top twenty player. I, I know Harden is above Simmons. I think we're going to see a season, or at least most of the season of. Well, actually, trade deadlines in like March, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I can really see him moving this year. I think we're going to see a season of hard and just playing half-heartedly and still scoring 50 points occasionally. Trying to tank his trade value, maybe. Although he has said he's going to come back and play. I mean, I don't think it's impossible um, that the Rockets, if he buys in at all, are actually quite good. Because John Wall, and this is proper preseason yeah, silliness like, stuff, I, I don't really get it. But he has actually looked... He's looked like mobile which was the biggest thing it wasn't the, like he won't be able to pass the ball anymore is that he looked like he can move and then it's like yeah. can he stay healthy and demarcus cousins is in good shape and all this stuff like that's a talented team they could be quite good maybe hard and then change his mind it's not the most crazy thing in the world that he ends up wanting to stay yeah um should we move on let's move on should we move to... on 
what was going to what is sort of the the main part of this podcast is we're going to talk about the end of season awards before the season started um prediction sort of speculation about contenders that sort of thing so yeah should we start with the big one yes i guess that makes sense mvp who's your pick um i mean there's i guess you could easily just say like lebron james Giannis again but i want to sort of i maybe we should do that maybe we should have like you know we'll have like a pick we actually think is going to be the most likely and then like a slightly more interesting one I think mine are the same one, though. So my you, thing is, yeah. what you just said about both those is voter fatigue in the NBA yeah, is very true. real. I don't. Th- I think Yanis and preseason evidence again. No one really knows. He's not been shooting the ball better, and I think he yeah. has to be a markedly better player to get it to win it again. Because people just the other thing that will be thrown around is if it does get close to Yanis winning it. I think I read this right. It's Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, and Larry Bird are the only players in NBA history to three-peat MVP. Yeah. Michael Jordan and LeBron James haven't done it. Like, and Yanis will be doing, is going for that. The Bucks' expectations are very high. The playoff stuff still hangs over him a bit. I think, unless he's like, starts banging in threes at like 37%. Because yeah, you won't be able to answer the the playoff questions either basically if he'd if they'd got really far in the playoffs that's just gone i think that maybe he will you know a better chance a better chance of winning it this year and it's stupid it's stupid but i think the narrative is so important with this there's, vote there's basically there's now a thing of like okay the only question is can he succeed in the playoffs and you know go on a deep playoff run carry his team and it's like they won't before the vote because they do the voting literally the end of the regular season, don't they? I think, even though the results are always out, announced afterwards. Yeah, I they do. That's yeah, when the, vote, the votes are actually submitted. So, what? and that's what they're meant they to take it board. Yeah, he won't have a chance to um, basically answer that question, which is really is the the only question over his like legacy. I guess as like says a shooting thing. Yeah, if he starts banging freeze, yeah, sure. He, then he, and like, he wins player, it. but. He also doesn't need to do that to be an MVP level player, as we've seen. I mean, he will be MVP level. That's the thing is he's going to be close. And maybe it's just like no one else is spectacular. So they don't beat him. But I think people are going to be looking for a reason not to vote for him, unfortunately. Um, He's got to be clearly better. Like he was this year, just gone, to be honest. And he can't get much more efficient. Like basically, he, he scores at a rate that like only Shaq has been scoring in the paint. Like he's just unstoppable. Um yeah. there's no ev- there's no real evidence he's going to start shooting from even like mid-range let alone like really knocking down threes at a sort of game-changing level. And he's he's the reigning defensive player of the year. There's he's not going to get maybe better or worse at that. Like he's just incredible. He may well be the best player in the league this season. If that was the question, I would yeah. pick him. But I don't think that means he wins MVP. I think LeBron as well. I'm expecting him, despite he always talks it down, I think he will rest quite a lot this year. He's not had yeah. much time off. Um, and, But then if he's close, particularly after last year and the fuss he kicks up, the narrative will be behind him. 
Lakers the number one seed. LeBron is leading the league in assists again and scoring 25 a game. LeBron would be a, is a fair pick. Uh, Doncic is the favorite with most, with a lot of people. I think he's the betting favorite as well, actually, Luka Doncic now. Yeah. But I, my problem with that I, is I don't think Dallas will be good enough. You, do, you know your one that you said you think is going to win, and it's a slightly interesting one. I reckon there's a chance it's the person that I was going to say. Okay, That's go on, man. interesting one. Is it Steph Curry? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, Mine I, is... I, I think Steph Curry... Basically, if the Warriors are going to be good, Steph Curry is going to be the MVP, <laughs> I think is the thing. And, I mean, again, all we've got to go on is the preseason stuff. He had he had that game the other night. The yeah. looking like that's the sort of thing they basically want him to need him to do. It's just shooting. She needs to shoot more than he ever has. And then... I mean, I, I've written about him quite a lot recently for various different things. And you look at his. I think I might have said this on our last podcast about his usage rate. He's going to have to have a career high usage rate. Only averaged over twenty shots per game once in his career. That's going to have to be considerably higher. He's going to have to be getting to the line, and he's obviously yeah. he's going to do it at efficiency. There's a chance he averages like thirty five points. I think that is basically. I think that from stuff that's basically, maybe even stuff that's been hinted at in Warriors like press conferences and stuff. I feel like I think that is how they're going to be playing a lot more, well, a lot more like star focused than they have ever have been. Really, with Steph Curry, so I think. I mean, the usage rate stuff and like the shooting numbers, I think that is going to happen. He is going to be shooting more than he ever has. And it's basically, it's just to like what extent and if he can maintain the efficiency with that. And if he does, then, you know. I think it's more if the Warriors are good enough. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing, basically. But it also goes hand in hand. It's like, if the Warriors are good enough, um, he'll be MVP and also... Yeah, they'll only be good enough if he is an MVP level scorer, basically, as well as then, you know, dic- um, dictating the play and uh, creating chances for other people once it opens up. I think the problem is he could do that and they're still not good enough, potentially. So my my thing that I've kind of broke it down in my head is Russell Westbrook, when he won it, when he averaged a triple-double, is vet one I think the Thunder were the five seed, and it's very very rare there's an MVP, or that might be like the first time ever or something where their team isn't a top four seed in the conference. So in the West, I've basically got the LA teams in Denver. I'm pretty sure they're going to be the top three. Could be wrong, weird yeah. season and all that. And then I think it's the team that gets the four seed is a very good chance to have MVP. And I think that's going to be Golden State, Portland, or Dallas are my top picks to get that spot. Yeah, a lot. You know, to be honest, I think we were talking about this in the other podcast as well. A lot of people of how we've been talking about Golden State on these podcasts think we're probably think we're crazy because a lot of people I think have them down as like bottom of the West again. You know, getting another good draft pick. But I don't know. I just believe in Steph Curry. I think people have forgotten about Steph Curry a little bit because, I mean, he he obviously missed last year and then there was Kevin Durant was there. He's he's had quite a few years where he's, yeah, he's had like an amazing team around him. But there's a reason everyone plays the basketball the way they do. And that is Steph Curry, basically. And it's 
it's not a mistake that when like there's top 100 players of all time lists Steph Curry is closer to 10th than he is to 30th like there's a there's a consensus that he's sort of he's between 10 and 20 all time and his career's not over yet like he's he's truly special and there does seem to be a bit of yeah yeah I, I think there's there's I mean yeah so you're, you're talking about Portland is in like Lillard and I think he's obviously like the comparison everyone always has. I think there's a bit of stuff with that of like this talk of like you know Lillard and Curry being like on par or Lillard being like better. It's basically just because Lillard shoots more and because of his team being less good, has a lot more of these times where he's just pulling up from like way out, whereas Curry doesn't do that much. Like the last. There's also like, minutes. Yeah. Minutes have been a part of that. So I, I um I was looking into this earlier and I think it's the last five seasons Lillard has been like top five in minutes. And he's he's always up there in scoring as well. But like you said, lead scorer, lead ball handler, and high minutes. Yeah. And obviously he's a phenomenal shooter. Um you're gonna be up there in scoring. Uh he does it a good efficiency. I think the comparisons with Steph are a little bit unfair on him, to be honest, because Damian Lillard is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're as good as Steph Curry. But I do think this Portland team is going to be really, really good. And I think there's a good chance they are in the top four in the West. They've often ended up finishing with a higher seed than people expect them to. And if Lillard does that while playing like 38 minutes a night and averaging 30, 32 points... um. I think he's going to be right there because durability is such a big thing in this, particularly with um, with this season. There's going to be so many back to backs as well. And you think if we're talk- if we're ranking the best players in the league, Kawhi Leonard is obviously there, but he doesn't even appear in these discussions because he just this year. How many games are you going to play? Seventy two game season, loads of back to back. Was this? Li- did we do this in the last podcast where we literally? I think I literally said a number. Oh, uh, Zion, wasn't it? it? Wasn't it Zion? Maybe we did that with Zion. Yeah, maybe that was Zion. But, 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 but he's another one. the same. No, maybe less. But these players probably where it's less. like you really don't know how much they're going to play. And with Kawhi, it's not that he's necessarily going to be out for a season or anything. But how many times is he going to be like not load managing? Like 50? Might actually play 50 games this year or something? Yeah. Um, whereas Lillard, you're like, well, he has been hurt. But if he's not, he's going to play 72 games and play 39 minutes a night or something ridiculous. Um, I think he's quite a good pick for MVP. Yeah. Basically, that, yeah. And that is basically what Curry is going to try and do, is try and be Dame Lillard. I think. Which sounds, sounds quite weird, really, given what we were just saying yeah. about the comparison between yeah, the two. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I guess, I think the thing is, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of Steph fans might argue that he is, um, he he can do what Lillard does better than Lillard does. I think we might see that. I think if yeah. he's got enough help, if he gets enough help, that's the big thing, is can Wiggins and Oubre shoot the ball well enough um, that he's not getting trapped and and they're not running box and ones and all of this stuff against him. That's the really big thing yeah. because bizarrely, the Warriors are actually really low on shooting. Yeah, I know. It's just it helps that you've then got like the greatest shooter ever, who's just going to shoot from half court. Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't, I don't know if you've seen like, uh, obviously not watched the whole thing, but like just watching some of like the highlights and stuff from that preseason game the other day, and I mean, 
he is he is good Steph Curry doing even doing that stuff is like you not really don't really associate with Steph Curry of just the just carrying the ball like into the lane the crowd it like you know just three players around him and just going through them getting well I think here. that's the thing and then, I think and, he... then, and then you know obviously he starts to draw a lot of people and just like 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 popping it off to Marquis Chris or whatever he's there oh, it's amazing ridiculous amounts of room and he's just yeah and I, I think point guard, I think his shooting means other parts of his game get overlooked. His playmaking as well, but like his handles and like his ability to get to the the rim and finish, is just sort of forgotten about because oh yeah, he's just that a guy that shoots from everywhere. Oh yeah, he is, and he does trick shots when he's warming up and all this nonsense. But like he's it's going to be so much fun actually having him healthy and almost more fun in this this season, like you said, because he's going to have to play the role that. Maybe he and Steve Kerr don't really want to put yeah. him in, but he's going to just be on this like, yeah, James Harden tear sort of thing. Well, no, he's going to when he passes the ball, he might move occasionally. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, Steph Curry, as I was going to say, he was going to be my my more interesting pick, as I said. And oh, I'm not sure I can let you have that. I think he's fourth favorite with the bookies. Really? Is he? Okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure you can have it. That's, that's, that's I mean, a low I'd, I'd bar say, for interesting. I'd say, okay, for, but the, that's the bookies though, isn't it? I don't think I'd place a bet on that if he's full favourite. No, I don't think I would. While either. I was just talking about how, you know, how he might do it. Real, well, that's just, yeah, that's just bookmakers. That's not the actual chance of it happening. I think the actual chance, yeah, he's, he's not full favourite. Who have you got ahead say, of him then? I think Giannis is favourite, despite what we're saying. I, yeah, I have Giannis my pick. Um, just because I think there is a chance that uh, he is just way above everyone else again in like all the stats, and then there's not really an argument. Yeah, um, and that that is the thing. Despite what I was saying about the narrative, yeah, there is a chance that he's like, just that well, good. You mentioned about him it being like. That no one else is that spectacular basically i think basically there's a good chance that happens when nowhere else is that close to him and then he just wins it um like i said lebron's probably gonna rest so maybe not him although i might still have him above steph even despite that well because you know the lakers are going to be up there there's yeah. it's just with the warriors you're you're walking this tightrope there's a chance they're bad some point isn't he he's going to go on a run, like just how run like a run of form at some point where he's just unstoppable um Luca, yeah. yeah, probably Doncic. These are all, yeah. Who else is there in the East? KD. Yes, actually, that's one. That's one I was thinking of earlier. I mean, that, that is one of the great, I, I the great stories. If he comes back injury, and wins everything, I think I have Durant. I think Durant is above Curry. This is a very weird conversation here, where I've said I've said to get a Curry as my pick. And then you try to justify it's interesting by this saying, is, actually, no, he's not He's not going to win it. So it's, I'm, right, I'm a bit will. interesting. This is the thing. Is I'm saying there's a chance he wins it. It's just the chance that people should be giving him of winning it because of, well, the, the consensus seems to be with the Warriors is they're going to be not a playoff team this year as well. As it's like, I think that, although that is probably quite likely, I think there is a chance that just because of Steph Curry that they are like, a decent seed and Steph Curry does everything and then he is the MVP 
Yeah, there, um, there is a chance he has like a hardened scoring it's, season it's not or even better. It's not expect to happen. It's just that I think they're... It's like one it of could those, happen. Where they've got... I feel like they've just got a really high ceiling. Maybe just because it's the Warriors and Steph Curry. But they've... I still give them a, a ceiling of like a, just a, a slight... An off chance that some stupid things happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Anyway, yeah. We've... Yeah. That I listed quite a few anyway, they're above him. But so who's your pick? Actually, you've not even given a pick. You just listed Damian Lillard. Oh, Damian Lillard was it? Okay. Yeah. Let's move on now because we don't have that long left. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, but yeah, he's okay. the biggest award. It's the biggest yeah. award. That's fair enough. Let's quickly can we, do. Can we do most improved? Okay. Most improved is the next interest. Oh, hello. Yeah, I think most improved is it's it's the hardest to predict. Whereas you're saying with MVPs, like there's just a group of players, it's like yeah, it's going to be one of them. Um, yeah. With MVP, uh, with most improved, sorry, is it's basically just like it's completely wide open. You I can make a case the for anyone, it really, isn't it? And that yeah, it's, it's someone that isn't good at the moment. But it it opens up complete conjecture. But it can also be someone who's quite good, and then yeah. they're going to get amazing. So like. Um, DeAndre well, Ayton's getting loads of Wait, loads of interest. It? Who did win it this year? Uh, Brandon Ingram wasn't it? Oh yeah, it Ingram. yeah that, that's fair enough to be honest. But there was there were like there were some people. I remember like near the end of the season stuff saying maybe Siakam should win it again. Or Luca. Luca was yeah. in it because it's like well he was he went from amazing to like yeah. all time great second year. Um, and so you can make those cases like loads of people have been talking about DeAndre Ayton. Um, sort of going from like this impressive young player taking a step with Chris Paul and all that stuff. But I've got two that I'm interested in. Is one of them Ojananobi? Yes, it is. I gave that away a little bit earlier on. Yeah. So Ojananobi is one of them. And the other one is Laurie Markkinen. Partly because Markkinen is just, he just fits the bill for this sort of thing. Really good rookie year. Team's been a bit of a mess. He's been injured, taken a step back. They've now got Billy Donovan. Okay, their preseason's not started very well, but I just I don't know how much I care about that. And the team still lacks some stuff and there's lots of issues there. But like there's a lot of talent on that roster and Laurie Markinen is clearly a very talented basketball player and he's seven foot tall and he can shoot threes. Like I if he could even get like back to the level he was as a rookie and they're a better team, I think he could be a player that gets consideration for it. Yeah, if if the if the uh, yeah they can just stop being bad, I guess. Yeah, the Bulls do need to stop being calamitous, which is maybe a bit of an ask. Um, and then Ananobi, basically, he started doing some stuff off the dribble, and they're going to use him as like yeah. a small ball five, having lost their centers, and he's switchable, and he's an amazing defensive player already. He's already shooting better from three, and it's like if he starts being able to like drive more comfortably. And yeah, you know, yeah. takes that the sort is of like step. Star level player, isn't it? That's just yeah. He just becomes wing, this... like perfect all star wing. Just does everything, and he can guard pretty much every position. Uh, he's got an incredible wingspan, um, 
and he does that on a good team because that's the other thing when we talk about the Raptors is that's the sort of thing that does take them up is like if Siakam gets a bit better as a as like a, a score off the dribble himself and Ananobi develops into a 15 18 sort of 20 point a game territory player that's what changes who the Raptors are and then he gets I think he'd get a lot of sports he'd be doing it on a good team as well which you'd think should help with that sort of award yeah because it's entirely subjective as well really isn't it yeah it is because yeah there's like you say there's all the different levels that people start at and there's different sorts of most improved player as well I mean you could probably make an argument although it won't happen ever that it's just some guy that goes from having like two minutes a game and being bad to well like being a starter well like Taylor Horton Tucker Taylor Horton Tucker like could barely get on the court played a little bit in the playoffs and then his first two preseason games he scored like was it 33 and one and 19 and the other hitting step back shots and all this nonsense and it's like well if he now plays like the sixth or seventh man for the Lakers yeah and averages 10 a game it's like yeah that that's a pretty big leap isn't it yeah um, and then obviously you have like yeah the Doncic type candidate where it's like you were awesome and now you're the best player in the league. Yeah. So yeah, it's very difficult uh, to predict. Um, I think we actually need to wrap up here because we are very shortly because we are running out of time. And um, I guess maybe we're going to have to do another one where we talk about the other awards. Yeah, they're not as interesting, are they? Um, I don't know. Uh, sixth man of the year could be. Yeah, sixth man of the year. I think that's going to be detect- dictated by injuries a bit this year and COVID and stuff. The people who would be sixth man of the year might end up starting too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. With yeah, if you end up getting a lot of people out of COVID, um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot more rotation in and out of the starting lineups and yeah, stuff who- like that. Who do you have for most improved? Anyone that you're interested in? I mean, OG Ananobi would have been the one that I'd pick that I'd think of on top of my head, but I'm not. I don't know. It's difficult because, as you say, it's like literally, you feel like literally everybody is a candidate in one way or another. Yeah. It's like pr- trying to predict who's going to improve. I guess well, you know, it's literally what it is. But um, Ben Simmons starts nailing threes, and he's like, yeah. But then he's yeah he's already an all star isn't he? I, but, and also I don't feel like that's that likely. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I feel like it's not for, happen. for many reasons. That's not going to happen. Yeah, one of which I one of which actually I think is that he just won't try them. I mean, he seems to just refuse to try them. There was a while where he was like, yeah, going to get a game to try what and shoot one free a game, and he just stopped shooting them. Even he shot, couple, like, didn't he? He shot one two, point. I think, in total. Yeah, and they were in like blowout time against the Knicks and the Cavs or something. Yeah, it's like that's not gonna do anything. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah, but anyway, um, I don't know who was. Here's an interesting topic. What if Zion Williamson? Yeah, okay. It's like, you know, he's really good. Like really, not quite MVP candidate, but he's like really, really good. Plays a lot. Would he count? Because. Peep. People don't like voting for second-year players, generally, but he should. 
I don't know. That, that's a weird one as well because he, he played. Good, so... It's just he didn't play very much. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I, I have, I have seen him sort of mentioned, but it's like, well, I don't know. But yeah, I don't like, know about like that. The way he was playing, well, before the bubble at least, it's like, I mean, it was a very short period of time, so it's a bit of a stretch. But it's like, yeah, he'd be like almost in the MVP conversation if he'd done that for a season anyway. So it's he like, was most improved by just actually playing games. Yeah. So I don't Which know. I guess, I mean, being available is an improvement, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's go now, and yeah, do another one. Maybe, maybe, maybe after the season started now, I guess. Yeah, well, it's only five days, so we don't. We probably will. Oh, I said, yeah, I said a week earlier. It's not. Is it? it's no, it's week, five it's days. Christmas Eve in a week, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, goodbye. Us. Bye. <laughs>